last time on Join the Party. The heist continues as each member of the LT3 follows their thread through the OTA. Kilanova and Lou float through Flora HS, all while trying to elude the government-contracted sommelier. Charlene let Volcani upstairs, and Volcani took that opportunity to bother Judd Judkins and to torch the server room, which, you know, there's probably nothing in the server room, so you don't have to worry about that. Multitool escaped Asian Golden Feather, floated up onto the roof, pushed through the barrier, and met a lost Queen Bee. What new anthropomorphic animal can we add in this episode? Let's find out and get the party started. Brandon, is Steven Soderbergh still just like hanging out at your house? I know that we haven't talked to him in a few episodes, but he's is he still there to do sound and music for this heist? Yeah, every time I ask him if he has like a hotel to stay at or if he's done, he just looks at me and says, you paid me for the day. And then he just like gets into <laughs> my bed and slips <laughs> under the, the covers. And I have just accepted my new life now, my new lifestyle. Oh, okay. Well, Brandon, that's because he's heisted all of the hotels, and so he's no longer welcome at them. <laughs> that's oh. true. Mm-hmm. I think he's also heisted you now. So if he's busy, I guess we don't have to put any marimba under this. But I would like to check in with all of you of what you're doing during this heist. We can go from the roof down, and Multitool is carrying a queen bee, who's, this is this is our <laughs> life now, down the stairs, and we, we're not detected by Golden Feather, so we're just continuing down past the third floor with the intention of getting her back to her room. And she's clingy, and she's still rubbing her pollinated fur on your face. Yeah, I'm just giving her little pats on the back as we go down. Which part? Um, Like, between the wings. <laughs> Okay. Right, be- right between the wings. Have I looked up Bee Anatomy since our last recording? No, I have not. <laughs> That's fine. The That's okay. Thorax? Are you- the, the butt? The butt? You, no, don't put her on the butt. There's a, there's a stinger there. It goes the head, the Lorax, and then the tail. Got it. Got it. Got it. Her back. It speaks for the trees. It's the Lorax. <laughs> it speaks for the bees, Eric. Come on. God, the, fuck. Brandon, the- we're starting this recording Jesus. over. The Cut it off. Onesler? <laughs> Why, yeah, why yeah, would you answer. curse our podcast by mentioning that name? Is Milo the new onesler? Yeah, I heard Milo's the new onesler. I heard that. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> Julia's like, oh, please, God, don't. <laughs> well, what's Val doing? What's Val up to? Val is on the second floor, definitely not going to be telling security about the Russian woman that Golden Feather mm-hmm. claims he saw. You're a great friend, Val. <laughs> and feeling like they're missing something. Can I roll like just a percept a general perception check? Like what's up? Yes, you can do that first thing. I want to know uh what the onesler is doing. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Milo is currently in an elevator uh with Lou and they are going down to level 01. Yes. Oh, oh one. And Milo is feeling excited and anxious. And a little scared. And Lou, I don't know. Probably great. Good. Thank you for that update on what the Onesler is doing. Lou, yeah. Lou's keeping it calm. I think Lou says, so I've been thinking about something that the sommelier said. Is it worse if Dr. Morrow, persona non grata, is here going through the OTA, or is it worse if it was us, like, hacking in and, and doing this? I'm starting, although I love the fact that you have that and you keep brandishing it like a sword, which I, I find fun and cool and neat. Um, I'm worried, is this the right, are we making the right decision here? Is this good? Well, I think on a metaphysical level, you never know if you're making the right decision until you figure out the consequences of your decisions. Unless you, you know, it's obviously a a, uh, decided ethical point that most society agrees upon, like murder, you know. Mm -hmm. But in a non-metaphysical point, um, I would argue that 
one, if they think it's Dr. Morrow and not us, then Dr. Morrow gets the consequences, and therefore they're not going to come after me or you. Uh, mm. Two, I would also argue, unless this is, like, the most paranoid workplace of any time ever, or they have a system set up to, like, beep an alert when Dr. Morrow specifically uses her card, then, like, I don't think, like, anyone's... Like, they're not checking everyone's badge swipe at every moment, you know? So at least we have some time. Now, that's a good point. Um, I I was thinking about what room's Halloween costume should be when you were talking about metaphysics. But um, as in terms of then I, like, kind of pop back in. Uh, I spread my brain into two because I'm the smartest person in, in Lake Town City and I can do that. Are you telling me that Lou doesn't enjoy a good arousing discussion of metaphysics? Brandon, I'm going to tell you no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's like having two hard drives going at the same time. But, you know, when you said the most parent, if they're the most paranoid workplace, I mean, we are, we are literally in a secret underground government la- government institution. So... Kind of? Yes. That's what I'm even, worried about. Even the most secretive government institution still needs to have their employees want to work there. And if they distrust all of their employees constantly, I don't know if that's a good look. So I think there's a balance there. You know, they probably check the the swipes at the end of the day or something. But I doubt they're looking at every single swipe every time. Right. I, it's just like someone, it's just Somalia noticed it. That's what I'm worried about. But well, that's because the Somalia is looking at the security camera. They definitely saw us on the security camera. Is that the question you're asking? No, just, how do you know all this stuff? Uh, I'm very smart. I'm a smart, <laughs> I'm the smartest ghost in Lake Town City. Oh interesting, God. interesting. Okay, that's fine. Hey, uh, Vulcani. I think Judd Judkins is still is on the second floor looking around for a secret goo Russian agent. Mm-hmm. Being like, oh, there's nothing I hate more than terrorists is women on the internet. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm going to need you to take multiple steps back before I fire. I fire beams just everywhere. That's how I look for things. My eyes, they look at things, but also they shoot laser beams. You're going to have to back up. Okay, I do have a question regarding that, because if you're looking at something and immediately shoot a beam at it, you can't really gather a lot of information. <laughs> no, it's more, it's both an eye beam and also an eye beam, if you know what I'm saying. Like, check this out. Uh, Judd Judkins takes off his, his visor and, like, shoots. I, listen, he's Cyclops. He just shoots, like, a red a red energy beam, like, into a cubicle. And he shoots it into a computer that's right there. And then it goes, like, pew! And then explodes. And now it's just, like, a smoking hole in the cubicle. Are you worried that whoever's desk that is is going to file a complaint against you with HR? Because that seemed kind of, like, unnecessary. I've been doing this for 12 years, and I've never had a single HR complaint. Also, now I know everything that's on that computer. For example, password. Well, I can't tell you what the password is because well, it's it is secret. destroyed, so it doesn't really matter. Well, <laughs> the password kind of carries over. Listen, you're asking a lot of questions to a, to a guy who has eye beams, so I'm going to need you to take a bunch of steps back. I take one step back. I'm going to need you to take another step back. I'm good. This is a go- this is a special government area and I'm going to have to secure the premises or you're going to get beat or you're going your be- your eyes are going to get beamed. I was sent up here specifically. Judge Judkins, I also want to say without he has still has his visors off and he's holding in his he's holding it in his hand, so his eyes are closed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's just looking at you, but like his eyes are closed while he's doing it. But like I'm gonna need you to take a step back and then tell me that you took a step back. I've taken multiple steps back. Val hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll take it. So I'm securing the perimeter. I'm gonna need you to leave the second floor and go back down to the first floor. Okay, what should I tell the children because I was supposed to bring back Agent Goldenfeather with me? It's a good question. Mm. Well, why don't you you could just wait downstairs, tell Charlene that Agent Goldenfeather will be down soon enough once he's done preening after the as a security measure. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna take the stairs because the elevators, for some reason, seem like they're not working. <laughs> interesting, interesting. I'm gonna need you to make some sort of roll on you saying that. I mean, it's true. I, who can say what the reason is? <laughs> I'm. Who can who can say what it is? I'm gonna need you to roll on this because either you said something that he didn't know, or you're doing the thing where you tell someone something and then they're like, "Oh, I heard this from a person. I'm fine with it." You know what I mean? Okay, what kind of roll is that? Is that deception or what? It's is either it? deception, yeah, either deception or persuasion. I think is fine. Okay, I'm gonna roll deception because I have plus seven to that. Great, that's fine. Uh, how's a twenty-four sound for Judge? Ooh, Judkins? baby. Judge Judkins says. What great. Thank you for letting me know. Uh, if you have any other information, please run through me as a point person or let Charlene know to run through me as the point person. Okay. Absolutely. Can I roll my perception check for the floor before I leave now? Yeah, absolutely. All right. What's up with this floor? Come on. High roll because I have zero perception. Uh, I rolled a 16. That's pretty good. What What are you looking for specifically? I rolled that terrible nat one on perception last time, and now it's made me nervous. Sure. So I want to know if there is anything kind of that feels out of place on this floor. On this floor. No, I think you do a kind of a, a scan around as while trying to avoid uh, Judd Judkins as he puts his visor on and does an ocular pat down of the entire room and shoots beams everywhere. I don't think you see anything on level two. I think that you do see the supply closet. I think that that's the thing you would get with a 16. There's nothing going on here. I just think that you get maybe you get a lay of the land here as Judd is kind of shooting everything and various things are turning to molten uh, nastiness. What a scary workplace to work in. <laughs> I know. Cool. I'm going to open that door and be like, oh, is this the staircase? And then look into it real quick. <laughs> No, it's not. The staircase is over that way. Phew! And just a red energy beam goes past you to the right. Um, yeah, in here is, like I said before, there's just a lot of different... Actually, you know what? I'm going to roll on this. Oh, good. I rolled an 11. So Judd had not done uh, shot his ocular beams in here just yet. Yeah, it's the same thing as I described to Amanda before. There's a lot of, like, extra paper and uh, pens and all the stuff that would be in a regular supply closet. But there's also, you see that there's some this introductory packet. And you also can pick one up. It has the same orientation of this building. Uh, level 3, level 2, level 1, B1, B2, HS. Uh, the other thing, there's also a little tuna coin um, that is taped to the inside of these folders. I'm going to take that tuna coin. For sure. Cool. Great. Then I'm going to go the stairwell. Yeah, I think as you go in the stairwell, uh, Multitool and Volcani meet for the first time since this heist began. Volcani is, looks fine, while Aggie looks haggard and is holding a bee the size of a small to medium-sized dog. Aggie, what the <laughs> fuck? I will answer all of your questions later. Um, uh, uh, my, my leash, this is my colleague, Volcani. <laughs> Both of you are hearing this just in your head. It's almost buzzing. And again, Julia, uh, Volcani would find this like familiar and nice as the buzzing is similar to the buzzing you, your vibration. I, I do a little bow for the queen bee. Nice. Mm, finally, someone who respects my title and also understands this is a terrible situation that we're all in. Your majesty. <laughs> I like you. Come with me. You can be part of my court. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> that sounds fun. Let's play that campaign. We're uh, we're we're getting her back. Um, where did you say your room was again, milady? Oh, it is. <laughs> it is downstairs. It's in the guest suites. I had the royal room, and uh, the other, I was able to secure things for my entire buzzy court. Uh, the other plebeians down there, they had to stay in different rooms. As they should. That makes sense. All right, let's just like take the stairs, see if we can get into the basement via the stairs, and then see if we can get her back to where she needs to be, I suppose, and then see if we can fucking find Milo. That sounds great. Um, my, my honor. Um, uh, do you have any sense of what um what is happening throughout the the building? It it just seems that your awareness and your um 
your, you know, situational knowledge of, of all that's happening around you is unparalleled. Do you, can you sense where a, a very, um, ghostly, ghostly man, young man <laughs> and, um, and a very smart teenager, uh, might be your, ma- the- your majest be oh my nice out of all of the powers I possess. Being able to figure out where people are is not one of them, unfortunately. Of course. I mean, you can speak inside of our minds. We were just wondering if that Pretty telepathic impressive. power extended elsewhere. Un- tele- what do you mean telepathic power? I don't know. You're just wonderful. I also don't know. Thank you, though. Great. That's okay. We'll, we'll serve you. We do not need any thanks because, honestly, I just kind of vibe with you. Let's go. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. Where do you, where do you, uh, this new party wants to go? I think we're going to try to go down as far as we can from the staircase, right? Absolutely. Does the staircase end on the ground floor? Does it keep going down? Yes. So as you descend it down to the ground floor, there's like two separate staircases, I guess. There's one that goes down on levels with three, two, and then down to one. And as you remember before, where Judd Judkins was was standing in front of the first time, um, there is now a different stairwell that says basement levels and below. Why don't you both make perception checks? Aggie, you still get disadvantage because there's a B on your face. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I rolled a three and then a two. Cool. I rolled a nat 20. Oh. Oh. Fucking A. Oh my god. Wonderful. Uh I think as you're as you're walking down the stairs, uh the Queen Bee says, uh, please don't walk so fast. It curls around Aggie's face. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. So as you're going down Nat 20, before you turn around the corner, you know how bathrooms are set up in office buildings, how, like, for some reason, although they're on the same wall, like, the men's bathroom and the women's bathroom are, like, all the way on opposite sides of the wall. It's like which they put them on two different sides of, like, the elevator bank. It's like, why? Never shall men and women meet whilst they are going to towards the toilets. Like, you know, who knows? Gotta keep them separate. Gotta keep them separate. That's in the Constitution. Gotta Thank you for bringing for that up, Brandon. Leave room for Jesus. Yeah. Similarly, these stairs seem to be very, rather far separated. So, Volcani, when you go around the corner... You see that there is someone else stationed in front of this stairwell, which is your good friend, Shannon Redwine, nay, hard body. Like that she got married and so now for you, nay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and formerly known as Tough Stuff, now hard body. Uh, she's standing in front uh, wearing sunglasses, which seems just totally unnecessary and crossing her arms in a very intimidating way. With an at 20, I will also say that Charlene is still at the front desk. And the kids are kind of just milling around at this point. They're kind of just, like, draped over the various, like, <laughs> features of this lobby. You know, like, sometimes they just have, like, short couches and everything's strewn around. The tree giant is sticking their leaves into the waterfall that's there just for fun. Um, and they're all kind of, they're not really doing anything. They're all just kind of hanging out and on their phones and bothering each other. Who is the closest young adult super powered person to me right now? Uh, why don't you roll for that? Okay. 11. Wonderful. Who are you who are you looking for? I'm just looking for anyone. Perhaps the most like both the coolest young adult and also the most technologically inclined. Yeah, if you're looking for the coolest child, well, I think that you look over and there's a um a short woman uh, wearing a very, very large hat who is walking around and every so often throws a snowball at uh, at her friends. Great. <laughs> Do I remember what her name is? Yeah. Her name is, Ro- is uh, Rosalind. Rosalind. Yeah. I think Volcani whispers, Rosalind, Rosalind, come here for a sec. Yeah. Rosalind, I know you're on the TikTok, right, Rosalind? I don't, I don't know how to respond to that. I'm going to go, yeah, yes, yes. Do you know what I think would absolutely get you trending right now? Whatever you're going to, whatever you're going to say next, I don't believe you. (laughs) You should make a TikTok with hard body over there. Julia, that's so smart. I bet she would be super into that. (laughs) Julia, that's the smartest thing I've ever heard. Jesus Christ. Okay. 
do a fucking TikTok dance with hard body. She, yeah, she she's trying to rebrand. That'd be really good for her brand. Okay. Aggie whispers from behind the bee. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind the bee. She's really narcissistic. She's really narcissistic. Volcani just shoves multi-tool and the bee back behind the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you making social media content? I would love to be a part of it. Um, no, I'm kidding. Okay. Julia. Yes. Help action. Whatever you she has are, to do, help action. Yeah, I'm going to give you disadvantage because this is insane. But no. yeah, but Aggie, if Aggie is giving you the help action, yes. uh, but I will, if so, this goes badly, I will make the consequence happen to both of you. So this will this will negate. So it's going to be a persuasion roll, correct? This will be a persuasion roll. Can I add my theme to it? Oof. Yeah, I mean, because this, why not? I know this child. They are, they, we have rapport. They know who I am. Yeah, you can add your fame. That's fine. You got this. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. It's a 16 plus five for 21. Yay. Okay. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Touches the dragons is the thing. Okay. Uh, I think Rose, a lot of Rose will like adjust the massive winter hat covering one of her eyes. She shifts it and comes to a different one of her eyes. She says, Rosalind, you look so cool. I, I know. It's because I have snow powers. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll set something up. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Can you do it like soonish? Cause I feel like the other students are feeling kind of bored and I bet they would get a real kick out of like watching you do this and also watching hard body, maybe do a TikTok dance. Okay. Yeah. Or, or I've seen that like TikTok users are very good at making like weird surrealist horror i also think that would be really interesting and really fun <laughs> yeah no for sure it would be super cool okay all right here's how this is gonna go to hear all the things that i would balance for hard body here one is she is on the job and there's nothing she loves more than getting paid for her services but the other thing is she's incredibly tempted by doing things like this <laughs> so I'm just going to roll straight up, right? There's a, probably a 50% chance this works or not. How many followers does this girl have already? I think a decent amount. I just assume everyone under the age of 18 has like 20,000 followers on TikTok. Mm-hmm. That's so like it's more, I don't think it's about the, the TikTok itself. I think that all of these things factored in. Everything just kind of negates like her getting paid to do something by the need to post stuff on TikTok and having a teen think she's cool. I'm just going to roll straight up. This would be 1 to 10 is uh, she succumbs to doing the social media. But 11 to 20, she remembers that she's getting paid uh, a sizable amount by the U.S. government. And uh, she tells the child to go away. Come on, Anubis and St. Peter, do this for me. <laughs> All right, here Whoa, we go. our Val's first diversifying in their canon recognition. No, that's, that's me. That's me <laughs> asking Eric to roll well or not well. Not when I edit. What did you roll? Amanda, what did you roll? I rolled a natural 20. It's a 20. Fuck that. I rolled a natural 20. (laughs) Rude. So I think, great, listen, great idea. Good (laughs) ideas. Fundamentals are around. The dice does not want this to happen. Um, The Rosalind walks over and says, hey, would you, uh, I think you seem, I like your Steve Buscemi uh, one, uh, one piece that you're wearing. And I don't know if you had time to do a TikTok about anything and hard body pushes down her sunglasses and says uh unfortunately uh i'm at work and when having a job is very important to me especially when i'm defending my country so unfortunately i can't now um but if if there is something that you want if you wanted to become like an intern of the office of technology assessment that's definitely something i could get get you in with if that's something you want to you want to do actually you know what let's do that tiktok let's do that and she she grabs rosalind's phone and uh and pulls her in and starts recording a tiktok about why working for the united states government is good and everyone should do it um unfortunately that is still in the stairwell huh yeah but she's doing it literally in the doorway as well and honestly it's a good tiktok there's snow coming down uh, Rosalind is now fully into it and is making snow like come down on top of both of them. Damn it, Rosalind. And uh, listen, the internships for U.S. government go up. 
Oh, no. I've made a mistake. It's no. backfired. Do they make a bunch of snow puns while they do it? Uh, the real the real snowman that's melting is our resolve in defending our country. <laughs> Pensions. I was going to say, like, there's snow downsides to working for the government. Uh, that's like, very yours good. Is, yours is better. I liked yours. Yours, my, mine was a long walk. Yours was right there. Yours was around the corner. Yeah. So I think that they're they're still standing in the doorway, and I think that now uh, Hardbody is definitely not moving because she's uh, making content as well. Who has eye line on the bank of elevators? Just Hardbody, who's there. Ah, oh, fuck. But she's distracted by making content, correct? She is standing there, though, and I did roll an at 20, so I would say she's not fully distracted. What I would say, though, is that Charlene says, hey, do you, do you need help? I can just, do you need any help? Charlene, my wonderful good friend who we're going to have coffee eventually down the line. Yeah, no, definitely. I'm worried that one of the kids might have, actually, should I lie to Charlene or should I just be honest? I found this, I found this bee. Can we bring her downstairs? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's true. Like if the bee is supposed to be here, then we might as well. Okay. Charlene, my wonderful best friend who we're going to have coffee eventually down the line. I was trying to find Agent Golden Feather. He was having some problems upstairs. He's currently preening. But Mm, while I was doing that, I found this stranded bee and she says she belongs down in basement one. Aggie hefts up the queen bee. Huh. We played an entire fantasy campaign and this is the weirdest thing that we've done so far. (laughs) This bee. Charlene, like, mouth open for a second and then pulls herself together and says, you know what? Only uh, barely touching the top 10 strangest things I've ever seen in this <laughs> mm-hmm. I imagine in this office. And because you do such incredible work here at the front desk. Because? Why is no one making emphasis on the words because of Because I'm trying to word. get us out of this situation and not make puns. Yep. I'm focused on the task at hand, Brandon. <laughs> Charlene puts uh, an orange nail in her mouth, chewing on it and thinking about it for a second and says... Should there be three of you? There should. Are you a friend of Tuna's? <laughs> Wait, no. Why would Charlene know I'm here? Because she's the inside man, Brandon. Oh, okay. <laughs> so who who are you missing? Because um, I've seen so because I recognize one of you from the television. Mm-hmm. Aggie waves from behind the bee. And another one of you from being nearby on the television, but you're masked up here. And there's usually a third one. Yes, there is uh, usually a third one. He's a ghost. He's invisible right now. (laughs) He was definitely extremely not there. You know, who's goes around ghost powers. His dad used to work here. Yeah. He, uh, he went on ahead. We split up. Hmm. God, please tell me that Charlene and Hank dated at some point. Would you? Uh, Hank needs to stop I think dating all an inappropriate power dynamic. Yeah, <laughs> he needs to find love outside of the office. Is what I'm saying. He makes bad romantic choices. What can I tell you? That's true. Uh, Brandon, can you roll this na- uh, d20 for me? No, Brandon. Don't feed into his lies. Six. Uh, yeah, they didn't date because that would be an inappropriate power <laughs> dynamic. <laughs> It would be a misuse of power structure, and like that's not that's cool. very fair. Nah. Well, what I can help you with is, I can take the queen bee for you, and why don't the two of you check out the wonderful waterfall feature that we have here in the Office of Technology Assessment? I think that would be very helpful. For everything involved here. Absolutely. Thank you, Charlene. Charlene, I owe you so much coffee. You do? And tell Hank that by him leaving me here, I have no one I like at work. Oh, man, I feel that. Seriously, yeah. I feel that real hard. Yeah. You should, uh, I'll give you Judd Judkins' Reddit history after this. It's bad. Oh, it's so oh my bad. God. It's, I don't, I can't. Just go, go check out, go check out the water feature here. Uh, your Majesty, my liege, 
my queen, my royalty, I can take you down to your room. I'm sorry you were separated from your hive. I'll be able to take care of this uh, within an hour or so. Uh, and we'll figure out uh, how you ended up on the roof in the first place. I can't, I cannot believe that. And she types quickly, clack, 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 clack on, the, on her keyboard and uh, invites the queen to perch on her shoulder. And the queen be lazily tumbles through the air over to her. It's been an honor serving you, uh, your majesty. This is my most trusted uh, uh, colleague. I now, I will knight you both protectors of the honey realm. And I don't have any, usually someone has, holds this for me, so I don't have any of the official things. And there's no badge or, or, or such, so unfortunately I can't. No uh, thanks necessary. Okay, well, thank, thank I, you. I would like to be knighted personally. Yes, no, we'll be knighted, but we don't, we don't need the stuff. We'll like work, the, the I'll, I'll look for my things and we'll work on it. Thank you. I'm writing that down on my character sheet that I've been Our knighted pleasure. by the queen of, of bees. I love this, like, bee fay overlap. This is great. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Both, uh, I would say both of you should do look at it together. Uh, make oh, sure yeah. that you uh, stick together on that. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. We go over to the water fountain. Uh-huh. We're going to nonchalantly and quickly stroll. Yep. Yeah. So like I described before, there's an entire waterfall just coming down like into this like very large pool fountain here in the lobby. And I think that you, when you're looking at it, it's quite nice. And the, the big tree giant, <laughs> tree giant is still, is still getting water just sprinkled all over them. <laughs> it's like a shampoo commercial for trees. It's wonderful. Oh, a hundred. <laughs> thank you, Brandon. That, that is what I wish I so glossy now. And I mean, it doesn't really look like any, it just looks like this, this large water feature, this waterfall cascading down. And you look over and Charlene's just like, go. go. I look for a key. <laughs> I look for a platform. Yeah, both of you make perception checks. <laughs> Five. I got a six. I'm gonna use my last luck point. Fuck. Twelve. Twelve. I think with the twelve, sure, you look over and you you don't see anything, and Charlene says, Don't either of you have any imagination? Look behind the waterfall. Oh, like in Jurassic Park, the second one. Okay. And then felt like. Yeah, that specific reference. Yeah. (laughs) Like only in that one. Yeah. Val walks through the waterfall. Aggie too. Yes. So you both walk through in the waterfall and you just kind of like, you take a step forward and it's just like you're walking into nothing, but you can still just like your feet keep landing as you're doing it together and then behind you you feel like like the pressure change and you turn around and the uh, the lobby isn't there anymore and you keep just walking through the darkness and you take step more and more steps forward it's like someone is turning up the, the brightness on a television screen and everything comes more and more into focus and now you are standing on this metal ledge looking into nothingness and you see these large cubes arranged in the air and you are now on hs hopscotch hey it's eric i have a pair of boots that i purchased with my first paycheck for my first job out of college I was teaching, and they hadn't had got me, like, in the system yet, so they gave me a month's worth of salary in one paycheck, which was more money than I had seen in at all, like, at any point in my entire life. And I bought these boots, and I've had them for over 10 years. And recently, they've kind of been a little – gotten a little worn, so I brought them to, like, a, a boot guy, like a leather guy, and he resold them, and he, he made it – he, like, gave it structure again, and then the laces were all frayed, so I bought new laces. And now, in February, where it is very cold here in New York City, I get to lace up with shoes that I've worn for 10 years, but they almost feel like new again. Welcome to the mid-roll. They're like magenta, so like they kind of pop on my black boots, and uh, I really like that. We've said it before, but we're going to say it again. Wow, we, you have stepped it up for the Patreon. Thank you to all of our new patrons who have joined the drive to 600. Amanda A., Oscar, Dana, Hope, Megan, Ross, Christopher, Amy, Anthony, Jeremiah, Samantha, Grant, Amanda, Joseph, Richie, Mars, Matlina, Ethan, Joan, Nikita, and Sarah K., 
We've talked about the drive, the campaign to end Bad Tuesdays, stretch goal three. If we hit 600 patrons, we're going to commission a giant comic book cover of all the PCs and NPCs for campaign two. We've talked about this. You should definitely keep joining at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Become a patron. Join up. We really love that. But I really want to point you towards our merch store where you can get January dice right now. A bunch of you have gotten your hands on it. Some of you haven't yet, but we can encourage you. They are just as spicy as the Chad dice. They are adorable. They have January's little face on it. If you roll a net 20, we think you're really going to like it. Go to the merch store, jointhepartypod.com slash merch right now and grab the January dice. And if you're a patron, a $10 patron, you can get 10% off all merch that was emailed to you with the link and the password to that super secret discounted merch store. So become a patron, patron.com slash join the party pod. Then go to our merch store, jointhepartypod.com slash merch. And if you're a $10 patron, you can get 10% off all merch. I think you should check out the other shows that are part of the wonderful Multitude Collective, the best podcast collective here on planet Earth. I think you'd like spirits. If you like Amanda and you like Julia and you like mythology, well, do I have the podcast for you? Spirits is a mythology and comedy podcast focused on everything folklore, mythology, and the occult told through the lens of feminism, queerness, and modern adulthood. Every week, mythology buff Julia and her childhood best friend and my fiance, Amanda, get together to learn about a different story from a mythology and folklore over drinks. There's everything from mythological origins of major franchises like Lord of the Rings and Wonder Woman to modern urban legends to a roundup of werewolf stories from around the world. And, you know, there's a lot of Pokemon episodes, which, uh, there, you want Eric Silver on it, which I think you should listen to. You should listen to the ones of me. You should listen to the episodes that have me in it or any of the other 250 plus episodes released over five years. Dive in at spiritspodcast.com or listen to Spirits where you download your podcasts. We are sponsored by Athletic Greens. I am still struggling with how dark it gets in the winter. I love the cold, but just like not having the sun makes me so sleepy so quickly. Our environment affects us in all types of ways, and lots of people take multivitamins or supplements to make sure that their bodies get all those nutrients that they need to stay healthy and not super sleepy. So if you do, if that's your thing, you got to choose one that has high quality ingredients that your body cannot suck up, like your body's a big old straw and the vitamins are going right into your mouth which they were doing, but your body's in the mouth here, it's fine. So go to Athletic Greens, which is a convenient way to get lots of supplements all in one scoop. You can get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase at athleticgreens.com slash join the party. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash join the party. This podcast is also sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. I've talked a lot about BetterHelp on this show, and this month we are taking more time to discuss the stigmas around mental health. I think the hardest thing to remember about therapy is that you go to therapy so that you don't hit rock bottom, so you're not in a place where you're really upset and you don't know where else to turn. Therapy is a tool to utilize before things get worse and gives you the tools to avoid those lows. So, you know, you're at rock bottom, you don't know what to do, you go to a witch somewhere in the middle of the woods, and then she's like, I'm going to use bones to make Make you feel better. And that just, how how does that even work? It just doesn't even work. That's why I turn to BetterHelp. Customized online therapy that offers phone, video, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. Or go to the middle of the woods to like look at her bone face. Bone Witch is also a skeleton. I haven't talked about it. She doesn't have skin. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy. And you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try. See why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp Online Therapy and zero people should go to The Bone Witch. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Join the Party listeners can get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash join the party. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash join the party. And now back to the show. All right. Tell you what would have been a lot easier if we knew this this existed. Super would have been, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. At least um, Charlene told us who the fuck she was. That would have been bad otherwise. Friend of Tuna, that was really good. Thank you. We should get we should get like jackets or something. Oh my god, oh, yes. Oh no. Don't give Tuna that ego. <laughs> like the silk ones that are embroidered on the back. I love mm-hmm. that. Mwah. 
like like those pink ladies. Yeah. We should make that a merch item, though. It's pretty dope. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, you look around. There's nobody here. It is just, as I described it before for Brandon, is just this no, kind of nothingness, this cubes hanging in the air. And I think that's a good time for me to pop over to what Milo's doing. <laughs> and the doors open and it says, Welcome, Dr. Cassandra Morrow, to Oubliette One, the educational exploration and praxis development. Hey, Eric, how the fuck do you spell oubliette? <laughs> and what the fuck does it mean? Oubliette is spelled O-U-B-L-I-E-T-T-E. It is uh, basically a dungeon under a dungeon. Specifically, it only has like one in and out. It's like, you know, you go into a dungeon and then there's a trap door and then there's another dungeon inside of it. The only way to get in and out is that trap door is an oubliette. Don't like that. Mm-hmm. Don't like that in a heist. So you're down on zero one here. And the decor in this floor is different than the other ones before. Like you had the office stuff uh, on the other floors. The decor of Oubliette 1 is closer to something of hopscotch, the hopscotch level. How everything was just like dark and dank and said cement and just like cre- had a creeping feeling that you're not supposed to be here and something can just pull you into an abyss this entire time. I feel like it's similar with this. There's not great lighting down here, especially when you are so deep below the ground. So OSHA's never seen this part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, OSHA definitely has never seen this part. You think the OSHA inspector can traverse those cubes? Absolutely not. There's a lot of metal. It's a lot of chrome, especially uh, here on O1. I mean, there's also, like, not great lighting. There's, like, just halogen lights that are that's more spaced out than they should be. There's, like, one unit of halogen lights, and then there's, like, 100 feet down the hallway. There's another thing of halogen lights. And the thing that's standing in your way is this very, very large metal door. It's shining and glowing uh, as much as possible in the the dim light here. It seems like it shined to an impeccable degree. But, like, it's kind of fit as, like, teeth almost. Like, the metal slats fit into each other. And there is a panel kind of inset into the large metal, metal doors that's spanning the entire, like... It is blocking your way. It is spanning the entire thing in front of you. And there's also like a little key card screen in front of you as well. Remind me what the elevator said again when we stepped out. Oubliette 1, Educational Exploration and Praxis Development. Those words mean nothing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's a alien name from another planet. It was the most common alien baby name of 2019. <laughs> <laughs> um... <gasps> That's a really silly joke. (laughs) What I'm debating whether or not I want to just be like, nope, fuck this and go down to the next one or not. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think that this this metal door is quite a far away down this hallway. It's like a thousand feet down. You got to like walk a whole football field to get down to this this like very large, large metal door. I mean, my instincts are telling me the most dangerous and secret things are in the bottom one, right? Probably. I mean, probably. I also bet 100% that this hallway is one of those, like, infinite hallways. Yeah. And, like, you're going right. to get trapped there or something. A real House of Lee situation. I'm going to mm. turn to Lou and say, Lou, rock, paper, scissors me. If I win, we go to this room. If you win, we go down to the next one. Okay. Uh, that's how you want that? That's how you want to decide it? I mean, do you have other information that I don't have? Yeah, I've been working for the Office of Technology Assessment the whole time, and you're under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) Adorable. You're fine, Lou. Thank you. One, two, three, shoot. Ready? Okay. Rock, Rock, paper. I said one, two, three, shoot. What is happening? (laughs) Who who doesn't go rock, paper, scissors, shoot? (laughs) We're from everyone in Lake Town City does rock, paper, scissors, shoot. What are you talking about? Fight, 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 fight. All right. Rock, Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Shoot. What did you have? I did paper. What did you do? I did rock. So okay. next floor it is, baby. Uh, all right, next floor. Let's do it. So we get back to the elevator, and I swipe Dr. Marvel's card again, and I press zero two. Cool. Um, all right, yeah. You, you <laughs> yeah, scan it. Yeah, fuck your puzzle. And it go- <laughs> it's fine. I don't care. You can do whatever you want. We'll, we'll come back to it. It's fine. Uh, the elevator then descends, and it says, Dr. Cassandra Morrow, now going to Oubliette 2. 
The world from MPE. No one knows the lyrics to the song. <laughs> and the elevator then jerks to a stop. Uh, in a different way than it has in the past? Uh, well, you're not there, Julia, so I'm I, just I, wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't be able to tell you. <laughs> I'm just asking world-building questions here, Eric. <laughs> sure. The doors don't open, I assume. No, this has been shorter. Like I've said, it's taken like a minute or so to descend every single time. But this has been after a few seconds and it jerks to a stop. Like you and Lou are kind of like thrown a little bit. Oh boy, Somalia caught up with you, I think. Um, Milo, like a toddler in an elevator, <laughs> just slams on O2 like 40,000 times. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, make a perception check. How's a uh, 25 sound? 25 sounds good. Doesn't sound like a Brandon role. I think that even even as you were distracted by slamming on the O2, maybe you have like better sense of of space because you know you can floating through things. But like you get a sense that something big is coming down towards you. Uh, okay. <laughs> when I am doing this perception check, do I notice that there's a cutout in the top of the elevator? Yeah, for sure. There's a, there's an emergency exit. exit. <laughs> there's an OSHA mandated emergency escape hatch. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Amanda. Amanda. <laughs> exactly the same thing. Yeah. There is an emergency escape hatch right above you. Okay. Um, Lou has a jetpack, right? Yeah. So with my spidey sense tingling, I'm going to turn to Lou and say, Lou, get on your jetpack. Go up there now. Open that hatch and get back up to this floor and get out, please. As fast as you can. I. You don't need me. You don't need me. Go now. Uh, okay, that's fine. Uh, alright, uh, see you later. Um, don't die. Fucking deuces. Okay. I'm gonna roll. Oh, Lou. Lou, don't you fucking do- Can I, uh, I'm gonna cast Guidance on- And give her a d4. Okay. I don't think that's gonna help if she rolled a nat one. Okay. Eric, you're the dungeon master. You can make whatever you want to have happen happen. And if what you say is, Lou goes home and has a nice dinner, you can just say that. Yeah, her jetpack just, like, goes NOS level and just, like, shoots straight back home. <laughs> Lou smashes her initials on her Jansport as the jetpack mechanics come out. It buzzes to life. She shoots up to the top of the elevator and throws open the hatch. And she waves to you. She gives you, like, a, like a small, a quick salute. And as she flies up, you hear boom. And you see just the blue green only of kitchen appliances from the 1950s. And you see that there's like some chrome sticking out from the from what you see as well. And you see just Lou's hand is draped back inside of the hatch. I rolled a nat one for Lou to escape. And you hear, I said don't move, and you decided to move. So I so I had to come down here, re, I had to come here fast, and I rode a 1950s refrigerator to do so. If you're in the way in an unsafe, in an unsafe place, that is unfair, un, that is unfortunately not my problem. Someone's already gotten hurt. You better get out right now. Well, Eric, luckily you gave me this wonderful ability that Tuna has called Alter Timeline, where all damage dice can be changed to the number <gasps> one. Jesus. What? At least once per long rest. So Holy at least shit. we know that Lou is not dead. Holy shit. Oh. So I think what happens is Tuna comes out and gives Lou a good lick, you know? Sure. Okay. I'll tell you, because I think this is part of the power. I rolled 10d6. Oh, my God. I'll tell you Lou has more than 10 points of damage. Yeah. I also say that the amount of damage I would have rolled brought her down to zero. Jesus. Uh, so then Tuna gives a little lick. And then you see Lou's hand is just like, no, stop. It tickles. Stop. It's like sandpaper. <laughs> so Lou is still like flailing her arms. So the small is we like kind of zoom out and we see like a comic panel of what's happening. And also the elevator is like swaying and creaking. The sommelier 
in her little black dress is standing on top of a blue-green 1950s massive refrigerator that has landed on top of Lou. Lou is trapped under the refrigerator. The refrigerator is blocking the escape hatch now, but her hand is still dangling down. As I have, you know, thrown Tuna up, essentially, to go help, I give them my anti-supernova orbs to carry in their mouth. Oh. And use them on Lou. So now objects pass through Lou. Oh, hell yeah. And I'm going to have Tuna, like, pull Lou out from under the refrigerator. Hell yes. Wonderful. Okay. Damn, Brandon. Tuna, uh, like, wrangles the two orbs and puts them in Lou's hand. And then you see Lou just, like, disappear. And then the refrigerator go, as Lou then can float. Like, I guess you see, like, the outline of Lou. Uh, fall through the top of the of the elevator. She's like, oh my god, I saw my life and someone else's life go before my eyes? I hate that. Lou, I am so sorry. I did not mean, I, I did not think that that would happen. I, I apologize to you. Um, let me go kill this person real fast. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, well, you shouldn't have put people into harm's way that they shouldn't have. Again, this is bad. This is bad shit that you're into, Milo. You're getting way, way, way too deep. There's only one way in and one way out. Call the oubliette. I'm going to cast Gesh on the sommelier. If not for the crushing the kid, that whole entrance was like, was kind of hot. It was very it was, cool, but very cool. did try to murder someone that we love and yeah. care about. Yeah. You cannot see her within range because the, the refrigerator is blocking it and you are just hearing her. All right. Seems like a technicality we've never used before. It's literally, it's literally <laughs> in the first the sentence once. of the spell. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna do. You're just gonna stay there, and uh, I'm, and as I'm gonna get my way back up, and then like the government force is just gonna wrangle up. How does that sound? Does that sound good? Hey, Somalier. Yeah. Fuck off. Okay. I'll see you later then. No, you don't, because I'm going to then cast something else. Brandon, before you do that, she has to leave out the room that Amanda and I are currently in. Oh, I'm going to kill her. Is that a problem? I mean, kind of from like a moral perspective, yes. No, I'm going to murder her. She tried to kill my friend Lou, so... Cool, she's still a government agent, and we are trying to heist, not kill our way out of here. Well, my mission just changed, and it's to kill this this person, so unfortunately. I can't wait for a fugitive Milo, the story arc, then. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the arc where we all have to, you know, uh, act as witnesses at Milo's trial. <laughs> Make a perception check for me. 28. You hear sounds of springs, like boing. Boing, boing. Like, all right, you better stay there. I'm going to get away, or I guess we'll talk to you later. Bye. And you hear, boom. Uh, Milo is pissed. Sure. And so just like uh, when a superhero loses their temper, like Batman and, you know, says, I'm Batman and punches him to death. <laughs> yeah, sure. Milo's going to cast Insect Plague. And what that is for Milo is he's going to call upon like every ghost soul within the ghost realm to swarm a 20 foot radius sphere centered on a point I choose within range. So it's within range. I don't have to be able to see it. Sure. And you must make a constitution saving throw. And if you don't, you take 4d10 piercing damage and half as much on a successful one. Hell yes. Okay. I like it. That sounds great. I'm going to figure out how fast the Somali is going. And since you're blind casting this out there, you're kind of just like doing it out there. Do you have a place you just want to do it the farthest you can cast it? Like up the elevator shaft? I assume she hasn't made it up 20 feet yet. So I'm going to cast it like the center of the sphere will be 10 feet from the refrigerator. Okay. Will you make a wisdom check to see uh, as you are trying to throw this uh, sphere of terrible, angry spirits on her, if you are able to maximize it, it hitting her as much as possible? Cool. 21. Hell yes. Oh. Wonderful. Okay. Now I'm going to figure out how many times she's stuck in this thing, and then I will figure out how many saves she makes. Cool. This is a uh, hella yes. cool plague of locusts. All right. This 20-foot sphere 
is difficult terrain. I will say, as we pan up, as she's trying to escape, the reader sees these springs are engulfing her feet, and she's using it to bounce from one side of the elevator shift up and up and up. Moon shoes, that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is difficult terrain, as her her trying to jump through angry spirits, she will have to make three saves. Um, as it hits her three times okay. as she passes through. I need to make a 17. Yes. Constitution, right. right? Constitution, yeah. She is an experienced superhero. Constitute. In a <laughs> constitute. I'm going to give her plus three, all right? So you have to roll a 13 or lower to fail. Oh, bud. I rolled a 17, a 20, and an 18. She still takes <laughs> no. tons. She still, I, I cannot believe that. I've never rolled that well in this entire game. She still takes... Half of 4d10 three times. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. 54. That's uh, Is that halved? No, that's total. 27 ghost damage. You can only imagine what she saw in there as she springs through a, a roiling sphere of angry spirits. <laughs> And then uh, we see her spring as we, there's another panel of just her inside of the ghost sphere. And I think, like, it's in reverse colors. Like, we see oh, white like in, is black. In relief, yeah. yeah. White is black, black is white. And you see that as she's passing through. And then she springs out with just, like, a horrified look on her face. Did she see the spirits of all the children she bullied? Yeah, probably. (laughs) Maybe uh, people that she's killed in various places on behalf of the United States government. And maybe uh, villains of Lake Town City. Uh, And as she springs, continues to spring from left to right and left to right, up and up and up the elevator shaft, and she's gone. Um, I think Lou is just, like, floating in the elevator now. Dare I say it, might a spell surge help? Would a spell surge do anything? Oh, oh, yeah. Give me that spell surge. Thank you. Sorry to remind you of of the mechanic. Of course I roll poorly now. That's a three and I hit it. Oh, (laughs) God. Listen, it could be good. Could be great. Could be good. Could fuck her shit up. Could be an anniversary. Uh, Brandon, please roll a d10 for me. Three. As Milo, you angrily cast the uh, these spirits from out of nowhere, and I think that there is a certain there are also spirits that engulfed you as you did that inside of the elevator shaft, and I think that Lou pops back into like corporeal form, be like, oh, so did we both have to go? We both had to go incorporeal to do this. And as you look down, you see that you floated down into the actual elevator and you have clipped into the elevator. (laughs) (laughs) Your leg is currently stuck in the elevator. And I would say that you you are stuck literally attached to the elevator for five minutes. God damn it. All right. That's fair. It's okay. We'll come get you and we'll pull you out. It's all good. We'll come get you. Yeah. We're close. Uh, You know... I thought you were... I'm going to be honest with you because I just almost died. Uh, I thought you were a goofy idiot. And now I know you're a goofy idiot who's incredibly powerful. So (laughs) I'm going to do something to help you out. Just hang out. We're going to figure that. We're going to figure this out. And Lou, like, fishes out some, like, steampunk-ass goggles from her backpack. Be like, I'm I'm just going to fix the elevator really quick. Uh, Really quick. Is that okay? Are you good? I'm good. Uh, I'm just going to take a break for a second. Uh, yeah, I know you do that. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I'm going to work on I'm just going to work on this stuff. I appreciate uh, that. That's wonderful. Oh, yeah. Hey, good. Good. Ha! I rolled a natural 20 cuz I give advantage to an arcana check for Lou. Lou's <laughs> like, "You know what? Let's let's see if I can make this not Dr. Morrow anymore. Let's let's see if I can do that." She puts on the jetpack again and floats up. Trolled up, and there's like some mechanics up on the ceiling down there that you can access that's not smushed by the by the refrigerator. And she moves things around and she like beeps and boops and like t- she pulls out like a welding kit from her backpack for a second and she says she's hacking into the mainframe a bunch of times. And did th- she like unplug the uh the refrigerant coil and like plug it into the elevator? Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you'd be like, you know what? There's actually like a little bit of plutonium in these yeah, old yeah, refrigerators, yeah, yeah. which is wild. It's great. <laughs> And she's like, okay, let's fix this uh, now. Judd Judkins, you are now going down to Oubliette 2. 
and the elevator like whirs back to life and like jerks for a second and then slowly starts to descend as someone is singing the girl from Impanina. It's Milo. Hell yes. Let's quickly go back to Multitool and Volcani. You're now looking out on this massive dark chasm with these cubes. Uh, maybe you're sizing it up and you look over the side of the of the darkness that spans into nowhere. And then you hear, hold on. And then the, you see the on the total of opposite side of the room, the elevator doors are being wrenched open by like two crowbars. You just see like the ends of these red crowbars. And then you say the sommelier who looks haggard and pale. And she says, Okay, so I know all of you are here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs>